0: Lord God, we are so grateful for this new day and for this beaming sunlight. Thank you for the ways that your light continues to energize us, to bring us hope, to stir in us creativity and longings, uh, that your spirit moves in and through us, that it draws us closer to you with this reminder of light. So we are so, so grateful for it. We ask that it continues to overcome the darkness within our own souls and within our world. We give you this semester and ask that you lead us and guide us, that you would be glorified on our campus and all that we do and all that we are. So we ask your blessing and to be among us this day. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Second Mindy's thoughts. It's so good to be together. It's so good to be with you back here. If I've met you on Forrest and uh, Campus Pastor here along with Mindy. and uh, We have a great campus ministry team here. hope you get to know all of us. And uh, we had a, I had a great uh, Christmas break. I hope you did. And Jan term. We had, had some great Jan term worship. But it's so nice to get everyone back here from all over the place back here together. And excited for, for sharing this time with you over this, this semester so I'll give you a little glimpse of Christmas for us. Christmas for our family started with the, the giant snowstorm, which was so great, and a giant snowman that we built in our, in our front yard. The middle part, getting that up, was quite an amazing adventure, but we did it. And then early the next morning, we, we went to the airport in our pajamas and uh, headed, headed down to Texas to see family there and spent some great time in Texas. And then uh, on the way back, we a little picture of, of River's world. Anything that moves is exciting to him. So in this one... It's kind of tough to see, but watching the planes, and in his hand, he has his his green monster truck that we built over Christmas break. It's Thomas the Train monster truck, so you can see what he's into right now. And and then uh, we had some great, more good time with family, friends, and cousins, and all the fun playing. And a late night plane trip back in our pajamas, back home here to Spokane, led us back here to the land of snow, at least it was then. And the snowmen somehow multiplied. And I guess that's what happens in the winter. So, <laughs> that's why you need a text. I didn't, I, that wasn't in the text. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, anyway, in the Bible, there's this. <laughs> There's this guy. All right, let's see if we can do it. So in the Bible, there's this guy named Peter. We're going to talk about Peter. All right, so for real, this semester, one of the cool things we're going to do is we get to go on a journey with Peter. And uh, that's, that's in chapel this, this semester. We're going to go on this journey with Peter. And a journey that, that walks along with him is, is as he walks along with Jesus. See, Peter was a guy just a, a lot like us. He was, he was this young young this young man he was he was a a sibling and a child and a grandchild. Peter worked hard and for his living he was a fisherman, but he he worked hard and he was from a place that not too many people had heard of. Peter was was bold and and brave and, and sometimes his boldness he was kind of blundering and kind of got himself into some trouble, right? And he was blunt, sometimes speaking before he really thought what was gonna come out of his mouth. He was adventurous. He was sometimes afraid, afraid of what people thought of him, afraid of what might happen. Sometimes made big mistakes and didn't know what to do after he made those mistakes. Peter wanted purpose and friends. I think Peter was a lot like us. And Peter... As he, after he walks with Jesus, as we, as we see, as we're going to go through this semester and enjoy with him his journey, after he's walked with Jesus for, for quite some time, he writes a letter, and we have in our Bibles this First Peter. He writes this letter to these Christians who are trying to learn what it means to follow Jesus. And Peter says this in 1 Peter 2, verses 2 and 3, he says this, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Long for pure spiritual milk so that you can grow up in your salvation if you've tasted the Lord is good. See, Peter had tasted that the Lord is good. And we're going to see that this semester. It's kind of like a good piece of dark chocolate. I'm a big dark chocolate fan. For me, the darker the better. I'm, I'm 85, 90. I've even been known to, to, to buy my own cocoa beans and roast them and just nibble on those. So it's, it's not for the faint of heart, but it's serious dark chocolate. But if you've ever had... It's a good piece of dark chocolate. And you just let it melt in your mouth. And just, and just enjoy that flavor. Enjoy that vanilla and the cinnamon and that special bean that was roasted just right. Man, it's good. And once you've had that, you'll never go back to 40%, right? It's like, ugh, what is this, like sugar stuff? It's like, I want the good stuff. Well, this is what Peter, happened to Peter. He, he tasted the goodness of the Lord. He tasted how good it is to be united with Christ, to to walk with him, be filled with the Spirit, and walk in fellowship with him, and be a part of his work in the world, he had tasted it. And so he tells this church, and tells us, this people of God, if you've tasted it, long for spiritual milk, long to grow up in your salvation, long to, to find anything that will sustain you, and nourish you, and grow you up into what, who we are, as God's children, loved in him, as ones who are Who are in communion with the Father, joining him in his good work in this world by the power of the Spirit. Grow up in that, long for that, thirst for that if you've tasted that he's good. And so this semester we're going to taste the goodness of the Lord along Peter and alongside each other. And you know it's going to happen in lots of places on this campus this semester. This is just one place. But you you are going to be tasting the goodness of the Lord in the comings and the goings and in classes and in in the dorms and in intramurals and in sports and, and in performances. We're going to be tasting the goodness of the Lord in so many different ways. And here we're going to do it with Peter and journey with him and see how good it is to walk with this Jesus. And in that, we're going to long for more, more and more to grow us up in that salvation. And on Thursdays here, we get to do the same thing. We get to come and take take the bread, and actually taste for ourselves physically in this gift from God, the goodness of the Lord, that we're united with Him in Jesus and by His Spirit. And so that's the journey that we as a community get to go on this this semester, journeying together in the goodness of the Lord and tasting that and growing up into who we are in Him. Let's pray and then we'll dive into today's. Lord God, thanks so much. Thank you that you are good, and that we can taste it for ourselves, not just hear about it, but know it for ourselves. And thank you that you invite us to this journey of growing up with you, and who we are as your children, your ambassadors, your people. We welcome it this day and this semester, in Jesus' name. Amen. In my family, we like fishing. Fishing is something that we enjoy, and about three and a half years ago, I took my daughters fishing for the first time, got them these little pink princess, you know, a little fishing rod, and, and got this little, this little uh, casting uh, practice thing, heads up, Oh, <laughs> was close, and so we went out in the backyard, and we practiced casting, and, and we learned how to do it, and we decided it was time to go fishing, so we went up to fishing, and we went out, so walked out to the lake, and we, uh, we started going out with Esther and Bella, they were five and three at the time, and we went out to the lake, and I, and I gave kind of the big dad lecture, right, fishing is a patient sport. Takes a long time, you put your worm on, you get your bobber, it's, it, it, most of the time you just wait, and then you cast again, you wait, and we're going to enjoy being outside, we'll enjoy being together, it's okay if we don't catch anything, no big deal. So we go out, and we go out, and they cast out for the first cast, Esther's first cast of her life, and I'm like, yeah, this is good, this is exciting, and about five seconds later, Dad, I got one! <laughs> no joke, All right. Ezra's first cast of her life, she caught a fish. And I think, I hopefully didn't ruin her for life, right? Expecting every time now she casts in, she's going to get one. But we had so much fun. Bella caught a fish later that day, too. And then, then this past summer, when they were a little older, River went with us, and, and we went out fishing the same spot. And we, everyone caught a fish this summer, too, which was great. We're not going to, no, no getting the technicalities. Some of the fish were about two inches long. A fish is a fish. <laughs> in our book, It counts. Fishing is a, was a, is a gift. And today we're going to look at the stories of fishing and learn about Jesus' kind of way of fishing. So in the book of Mark is where we're going to start. And we're going to spend most of our time this first half of the semester in the book of Mark because we, the church tradition is that Mark was a disciple of Peter. So when thinking about journeying with Peter, it's fun to think about it through Mark's eyes as Mark was one who maybe walked with Peter and knew Peter well and, and is telling us about Jesus from Peter's stories about him. And so Mark, at the beginning of Mark... He starts talking about Jesus' ministry, and he says this, Mark chapter 1, verse 14. After John was arrested, John the Baptist, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is Jesus' mission statement in the book of Mark. This is what he's saying. This is what it's all about. Jesus is going to go around. He's going to... Proclaim in word and deed that the kingdom of God is near, has come near, it's at hand. What it looks like when God reigns is here now in this person, Jesus, who is also a God, we find out. Repent, turn away from anything else and believe this good news that God reigns and it's happening here now. Well, Peter, Simon was his name at this time before Jesus nicknamed him Peter. Peter and his brother Andrew had probably heard of him heard of Jesus Jesus had been around ta- speaking sharing this this news they'd heard about this guy this new rabbi <clears throat> kind of strange this rabbi was in Galilee not not kind of in the, the normal more populated places but here he is and so Simon and Peter are out one day verse 16 and Jesus passed along the sea of Galilee and he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Did you hear right at the beginning? You might have missed it. Jesus saw Simon and his brother Andrew. He saw them. It feels good to be seen, doesn't it? I remember the first time I met my now wife, Janelle, and I had seen her around. But when we were introduced for the first time, it was the first time I felt like she saw me. And man, it felt great. She knows me. She sees me. Or when someone notices and recognizes you and knows your name. You know that feeling? It's like, ah, oh, they see me. They see me. I have a name to them. But Jesus saw them that day. He saw Simon and he saw Andrew. See, when, you're, when you see someone, it humanizes them. It makes them feel more like a real human. But sometimes, we also aren't seen. I have some African-American friends who tell me a story of walking into a store and, and, and the white person behind the desk looking right through them to the white customer who comes in the door behind them. Maybe assuming, oh, this, this African-American person can't afford anything in the store anyway. To not be seen hurts. To not be seen is dehumanizing. But when we see someone, we really see them and acknowledge them and, and, and affirm them. See, that's, that's who they are. All of a sudden, now, I feel unique and valued, respected. I'm someone. Well, this is what Jesus does. He sees Simon and Andrew on that boat. He sees them. But he doesn't just see them. He goes more than that. He invites them somewhere. He invites them. He says, come follow me, and I'll make you fish for people. Come follow me. See, this would be common for a rabbi, right? Rabbis would go around, and they, they would invite people to be their, their, their followers, their disciples, the learners who would learn from them, follow them, and learn from their life and teaching. This is a, an unlikely choice. These blue-collar fishermen, not necessarily the cream of the crop, educated Jewish folk who you would expect, but Jesus invites them. Come be with me. Come be with me. Come journey with me. Come learn from me. Come be a part of this with me. It's like when it's like when you maybe get a, a, go to a dance in high school. Maybe some of you have been invited to a dance. Guy asked girl, girl asked guy, and you get that, that invitation. You know, dance kind of come up, kinda of waiting, and you get the invitation, the invite. Ah, oh, yes, I get to go. I'm in. I'm chosen. I get to go be a part of this fun with my friends and all the festivities. Got invited. Well, Jesus invites them. He invites them to come learn from him and walk with him and journey with him. But Jesus doesn't just do that. He sees them. He invites them. And he does one more thing, kind of surprising. He promises Peter a job. He says, I got a job for you. Come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. So he's like, Jesus isn't choosing Peter just so Peter can get happy and learn and kind of fulfilled. That's not how it works. Jesus is choosing Peter for the sake of the world. That's how it works. That's how God does it. He chooses us for the sake of others. So he says, Peter, just like you know how to throw that net in at the right time and let it wait for the right time and go to the right spots and then pull, pull it up at the right time and keep this, all this fish in, just like you know how to do that, well, I am going to take you with me and I'm going to empower you and lead you to be someone who actually goes to these people who are in the pits of despair and destruction and darkness and languishing and death. And you're going to, By my power and with me, we're going to pull them out. We're going to invite them out into places of hope and restoration and joy and flourishing and life. Peter, I want to use you for this. I have a job for you. This job is bigger than you ever expected. You could never do this on your own, but I have a job that only you, I want you to be a part of it. Come be with me, and with me, you're going to be a part of something great. Well, Peter didn't know what was going on, really, at this point. He just knew, this guy sees me. This guy's invited me to be with him. And somehow he's promised me a job. I don't quite understand what this fish for people thing means yet. But it was enough for Peter. And immediately he drops his nets. Immediately he goes, yes, Jesus, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I'm with you. No time to waste. No clanky in the hands. Drop everything. And he goes. Jesus sees Peter invites Peter to be with him and promises him a purpose in this world and his good work in this world, redeeming good work. So this is Jesus' kind of fishing. See, when I was teaching the girls and River how to fish, you just cast it out and you just let it sit, right? And just wait for a fish to come find it. Hopefully fish is going to find it sometime. Stephen, come on up. See, that's not Jesus' kind of fishing. We're We're not just waiting for that. We got, Jesus' kind of fishing is more like fly fishing. See, a fly fisherman, what I learned from a good friend of mine a few years ago, is fly fishermen, they don't just kind of throw it out there and kind of hope it's going gonna, it's gonna to land somewhere. They actually see a fish. They see a fish, and then they, well actually, they, they, sorry, they put their polarized glasses on. Then they go and, and seek around the, the places where the fish might be, and then, they they go and they, they drop that they drop that that fly right on top of a fish. Did you get Annie? <laughs> nice. <laughs> well done, Steven. <laughs> it's Annie's birthday today. I got it. <laughs> That's right, Stephen. Stephen had to put it right on right on top of it. That's what Jesus does. Jesus doesn't just kind of say, oh yeah, come on in. Yeah, that's fine. Anyone anyone wants to. No. No, no, no. Jesus comes to you and he says, No, hey. You. Hey, Keenan, come. Come with me. Allison, come. Joey, come. Rachel, come with me. Philip, come with me. Come with me, Luke. Come with me, Matt. Come. He sees you, Autumn. Ari, Richie, he sees you. He sees you, and when he sees you, it's you and all your uniqueness, all your story, all of your, your family, everything is you. He sees you and says, come with me. Come. Come be with me. Come follow me. Come learn from me. Come trust me. Come let me heal you, and then let me empower you and send you out with a purpose that's way bigger than you ever expected, way bigger than you ever thought you could do. Be a part of my redeeming work in this world, bringing justice and righteousness in this world in ways that this world needs so badly. Be a part of my, my proclamation of my good news in word and deed that brings repentance and discipleship and wholeness and life and freedom and joy and reconciliation, all that I want to do in this world. Come be a part of it. Come be a part of what looks like when the king rules in this world. Come be a part of it as I empower you by my spirit as you're with me. He says that not just to someone, somewhere. He says that to you. You, today, by his spirit, he's actually saying that to you. Come, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Come on up, band. And I, he says, come, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And here we are, we stand here, and Jesus is calling us, and we got our nets. We got our nets. Come, follow me, Jesus says, and I will make you fish for people. Come, be with me. I see you. Come join me. Be a part of what I'm doing. I want to empower you and send you out. Come follow me. And anything that we're holding that might keep us from that, let's let it go. Let's sing.